The government is us, and we're, we're doing things right. The stupidity. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. Wow, wow, wow. She's got tremendous hatred. Sounds like a new one. You worked on that all week. Just in time for the World Series, Major League Baseball upset that an umpire is a Trump fan. They have nothing else to do or worry about. Speaker Kirk Cox on the uh, on this year's election. He's coming up this half hour and or next half hour. And Alec Baldwin was here in Chester. It changed your vote. It changed mine. If Alec Baldwin pulls for anyone, this guy's brilliant, isn't he? Or not? That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio, as the founding fathers intended. No, seriously. Jefferson, Madison, and Henry be right here with us. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is not here with me again. This will be the third week that I miss Richard and this only one-headed talk show. Richard Lee is still in the hospital. And this is, a, this is still a good story. It's still a good. Um, he actually stepped out for a while and they asked him to come back. And, and he is there now um, on the on the men's. Someone asked me earlier today, is this a good thing? Is they just want to keep him for a little bit uh, longer? And the answer to that question is uh, yes. That's what's happening with Richard. So he will, um, he's supposed to be getting out of the hospital today. And if that's true, then there'll be nothing holding him back from two things. One, watching the World Series and being here uh, next week. So your prayers are still coveted for the Lee household as Richard is recovering slowly. And uh, he'll be back here uh, with the Lee brothers next week. All right, phone lines are open, 454-1366, 454-1366. Coming up at 5, the most, I, I think I actually even said this last time we were on the air, is this might be the most uh, eye-opening, unbelievable view of how Congress is a bunch of elitist, tyrannical, um, arrogant, conceited, pompous, uh, and it's also the reason why the founders had it right when they tried to limit the power of these kings and queens. When you see what happened to Zuckerberg from Facebook, you've got to stick. Please stick around for a five o'clock hour and we talk about uh, Zuckerberg and what happened. The, the, the audio will just be to blow your mind. You think, what country are we living in? And of course, many are saying that even without the Zuckerberg uh, hearing. But um, you got to stay tuned for that. Also. Are there ghosts in Richmond? There's actually a ghost tour. We'll be talking about that at 5. So stay tuned for that. Five, at 435, Delegate Kurt Cox will join us to give us up down the election, which is quite critical. But first, can I, can I just start with probably the biggest story of the, of the week? Not for everybody, but if you're at least uh, able to fog a mirror, you've probably heard this. The story of this 7-year-old kid who is being forced by his mother to turn him into a girl. Because all of us who were kids thought we were something. Thank God uh, the Lee brothers' parents were like, he's just playing. Apparently this mother goes, no, no, he's serious. We will have to cut off all his organs and do something about it. I mean, what, what is going on? This is the most outrageous story that really shines a light on our culture, doesn't it? How is this a point of... Of anyone agreeing with this? How come there's not a universal outrage across the country on this 
child abuse of a seven-year-old who is playing, who probably thinks in his head one thing and does something else the next. It's called it's called childhood. It's what we used to be called when we were a kid. Kids can't pick the time they go to bed. They can't pick the clothes they wear. They can't pick any. They can't even decide what they are, who they are. And yet we have a parent who wants to now force it on a kid. This isn't coming from the kid. This is coming from a whacked ideology we are now dealing with in our culture that has come full circle. This is the result of leftism. No, no conservative family is doing this to their kid. In fact, I'm seeing more and more of this whacked view of kids deciding what they do. And the parents just going along with it. Oh, he just wants to be a she. And not one person and an adult in the room and says, uh, it doesn't matter what you think you are in your head. Truth matters. Do you ever get the sense that we used to agree on certain things as a culture and society? I mean, seriously, think about that. There are certain things that bound us, that made us unique as a society, as a culture. Things we could agree on that were beyond politics. I mean, I long for the day when we used to argue about tax cuts, right or wrong. Now, we can't even agree that it's a good idea for a mom and a dad to raise kids to be moral, productive, and God-fearing. We can't even agree with that. That is how far we've come. We are now arguing with the American left on that very principle. Oh, you can't have a mom and a dad because some kids don't. So just destroy the whole concept, destroy the whole the whole idea of family. There used to be things we could all agree on. They're gone. No longer can you say, well, moms and dads raising kids to be more productive. Those are good things. No, not so much. You can't agree with that anymore. Used to be we could all agree that there were two genders. We can't agree with that. Or two bathrooms. We can't agree with that. If you can't agree with simple things like this, no wonder our culture screwed up. There used to be liberals and conservatives, and we argued politics. Now there's the left and conservatives, and we no longer argue politics. We can't even agree on simple things. We can't agree that abortion should be rare anymore. We can't agree we shouldn't be selling baby parts. We can't agree that a child born alive from a botched abortion should be kept alive. These are simple things that everyone used to agree with until now. Now we find ourselves arguing over these things. And it's not like there there wasn't people who thought that way in the past. They were just such a minority. And everyone kind of just looked at them and go, you're a freak show. Now it's real. We can't agree that Christianity is a good thing anymore. Or Orthodox Christianity. You can be a Christian if you don't believe things. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. It's just unconscionable. What we The simple things in life that we used to all agree are gone. That God was a central part of our culture and our society and our country and our founding. Can't agree with that anymore. What has happened to the simple things that we all could agree on? That seven-year-old children should be protected, not used as a pawn in some kind of political experiment. Or that seven-year-olds should be protected from sex education at the age of seven. No, that's actually completely fine now. We used to be that we all believed that truth reigned over your feelings. That no matter what you feel, truth matters. Well, that's not true anymore. 
the whole transgender argument is about that. What you think is now truth to you. And whatever you think, then the whole cult culture has got to endorse it. I've, I, this scares me for our country because if you can't agree on these simple principles that are the basis of civilization, that there are men and women, that there are bathrooms made for them, <laughs> that there is a great way to build a society and a culture through men and women marrying to raise kids to be more productive. We can't agree with that anymore. We're arguing with the left and the Democrats about those simple things. Well, forget tax cuts. Forget less government. It's over. The breakdown of civilization, everything you've ever hoped is for as far as protecting your children is over when you have a society, a culture, a democratic party, the left dedicated to destroying the family. Does that scare anyone? It'd be great if we agreed on those simple things and we could argue the merits of a government and what its role is and what it should be doing. But instead, we have to argue whether there's two bathrooms or even argue dysphoria, which is a real legitimate problem. Instead, we embrace it. Kellogg's launched an LGBT serial this week. Elizabeth Warren is releasing a plan for her LGBT rights, and it's 12 pages long. Of course, Scott Lee, that's national politics. You Lee brothers. No, it's actually local politics, too. Every single Democrat running for the 140 seats in our General Assembly have made in their speeches that there is massive problem with LGBTQ and Republicans are evil and we must protect them. We can't even embrace simple ideas that bind a civilization. Makes me a little nervous. That's okay. We got Alec Baldwin. He showed up this week. I got clips of that and your comments. Your phone calls are next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Missing Richard Lee. Scott Lee on, on, his, on his own right here at 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Tired of talk shows where hosts think they know everything? Call the Lee Brothers. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Citizens and American patriots, but aren't we all? Richard Lee is in the hospital, recovering nicely, should be out today. Joining us here uh, next week, I'm sure. Check us out at WNTWTheAnswer.com, WNTWTheAnswer.com. Three great videos there. One is UntilBirth.com. It's a link to that website. It's very clear when you go there and click on this that you'll see that this election on November 5th is very important. We we're talking about in the first segment about wouldn't it be great if we could come back to the things that we all agreed on? One of them would be less abortions or at least protect the baby after it was born. Untilbirth.com sees you get to see that there is a group of people who don't think that way. They don't want less abortions. In fact, they don't want them rare at all. And if a baby is born somehow in a botched abortion, you get to decide if you want to kill it or not. 
Untelbirth.com. Check it out. Untelbirth.com. It'll wake you up to the importance of this election on November 5th. In fact, it's so important to the left that People for the American Way, which is a radical leftist socialist group, asked Alec Baldwin to come help uh, a local state senator or hopeful state senator, a Democrat, Amanda Pohl, running in Cheshfield against uh, Senator Amanda Chase. It's Amanda versus Amanda. Don't get these two confused, by the way. There is one who has this idea that government should be limited. You should be more free. And then there's one who says there's nothing government can't do to you or at least for you. I, I'm, I'm excited that Alec Baldwin showed up because it, this guy, this guy, um, is he the, is, is he the poster child for the American left? Amanda Pohl's all excited. She had him in her house. They went door knocking door to door. And I was wondering if you were at home one day and you get the proverbial knock on the door and you get up and it's Alec Baldwin, what do you, what do you, what do you say? You, you, yeah, you quickly slam, you quickly slam the door, or you say, "My favorite Hunt for Red October." What a phenomenal movie! That was awesome. And then you find you find out he's there to talk to you about leftist uh, politics. You go, "Excuse me, you, I liked it better when I didn't know your politics." He's a whacked liberal who isn't really that bright, and the left is touting him around like you're going to change minds. If Alec Baldwin showed up at your door, would he change your mind? Here's what he's saying about this campaign. Well, we think there's a real opportunity here to flip the state. I mean, there's a, they take two seats in both houses, in the House and the Senate, and they're, then they're in control. Yes, that's how it works, Alec. Yeah, if you get, if you get control, you get, if you get, you get those two seats, you're in control. Well, then what? I mean, if you're in control, then what do you expect will happen if the Democrats are in control? What benefits the people of Virginia when the state house is flipped? Two seats in each house, it's a very historic opportunity. And what benefits Virginians by Democrats taking control of uh, a lot of the policy determinations in this state? And also what benefits the country because you become the 38th state that will pass the Equal Rights Amendment. Equal Rights Amendment. That's it. That's what it's all about. The ERA. Which, by the way, obliviates sex, so there is no difference between the two. Some might say that's good. Um, It's a disaster. Why would why would Senator Amanda Chase, who's a woman, be against the Equal Rights Amendment? Maybe you ought to look into that and find out. I mean, gosh, does she hate women? She's a woman. Alec Baldwin, he's kind of a schmuck. I mean, here he is ranting about he got in a car accident. He was yelling at a uh, a reporter. He he made some uh, homophobic slur. Which Amanda Pohl, I can't believe you would have someone in your house who spoke this way. Alec, are you relieved at the sentence? Are you happy that she's behind bars? You're in my way. I'm in your way. You're in my way. Do you think you made homophobic remarks yesterday? Yep. I asked you a question. I asked you a question. I asked you a question. You guys got to get out of the middle of the street. Nice language. Get out of the middle of the street, please. Out of the middle of the street. I did nothing wrong, Alec. Alec Baldwin, in the face of a woman screaming at her, get the F out of here. And um, this is who the Democrats are using as their um, Trump card. I just had to say that Trump card to to uh, help Amanda Pohl win in a conservative district. Amanda Pohl promises really three things. She promises the uh, LGBT community that she'll be uh, fighting for them for some kind of protections that you and I don't get. 
I, I don't know what protection an LGBT would have that anyone else would. Have they have special protections? Do they deserve special protections? I don't understand. Is something happening to them that requires the national politics and the local politics to team up and have a town hall just for them? And, and it's all about Amanda Pohl and every Democrat's conversation about the LGBT. And then there's the um, the healthcare debate. Well, that's what. Amanda Pohl says she wants to lower her health care costs, but gives no example of how. But one of the big issues that's going to happen is that the Democrats gain control of this General Assembly. You're going to have some amazing things happen that'll be very bad for the Commonwealth. You see, Jennifer Boiseco from Democrat from Fairfax has a proposal right now, as soon as the House is dominated by Democrats, and, and the Senate is Democrat, Democrat, or dominated by Democrats. She has a proposal that will establish medical and family leave program for all employers. Oh, you think that sounds good? Administered by the state labor officials and funded through payroll taxes. Now, you may say, well, I want to be able to leave for medical reasons from work and family reasons and getting pregnant or whatever it might be, just for any reason I want to be able to leave, and I want the government to mandate it? Be very careful what you wish for, people. This is a big government view. Democrats will step into the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the General Assembly building, in 2020 if they win on November 5th, and it would be very bad for the cause of freedom, for the cause of employment. Be careful. What you wish for. Your phone calls next 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Like Patrick Henry, preferring freedom to a false promise of utopia. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. You have a choice on November 5th. And it's going to be in every single district here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And you have a choice. Just like that liner said, between those who uh, prefer freedom or those who prefer a promise of a fake utopia, which is what the left does. Oh, no, no, trust us. We got this. We'll take care of you from womb to tomb. We got everything solved. In fact, if you're a part of the LGBT, we're going to give you so much protection, you won't believe it. On Thursday this week, this is what drives me crazy. On Thursday this week, Kellogg's launched an LGBT cereal. Kellogg's is launching an LGBT-themed cereal. So you can start your day with Maximum Gay. If you're a fan of breakfast and being gay, we have great news for you. Kellogg's is launching an LGBT-themed cereal, unquote. You don't think there's a tack on the family? Who's eating Kellogg's cereal? You want your seven-year-old eating altogether Kellogg cereal under the LGBT banner for a maximum gay day? Uh, Kellogg's chief diversity officer. <laughs> a cereal company has a chief diversity officer. Priscilla said, at Kellogg's, we're firmly committed to the equality and inclusion in the workplace, marketplace, in the communities where we work and live. They donated $50,000 to GLAD. That is how you get the Democratic. The Democratic Party would be all for this cereal. That's the left today, the American left, and we're going to be have a chance to vote for the Democratic Party November 5th or something radically different. Um, 
Think about it. Think about it. All right, coming up, Delegate Kurt Cox, the Speaker of the House, will be joining me. We're going to talk about this election, what it means, his race, and how it will impact you here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Check us out at WNTW The Answer, WNTW The Answer. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you directly to our page. Three great videos there. Is the left violent? Is the left violent? You will see uh, an answer to that. And evolution, the lie. The lie of evolution. All at WNTWTheAnswer.com. WNTWTheAnswer.com. Click on it. Takes you to our page. All those details. Your phone calls next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820, WNTW, 92.7 FM. Why, why they do that? Lawyers of Political Talk Radio, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after 434, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Richard is not here. He's in the hospital. He's he's recovering from the complications of uh, surgery he had a week or so ago. It's all good. He's recovering. Uh, They're supposed to check him out today, so we're encouraged. Um, Your prayers are coveted. He's an amazing human being, and um, he'll be just fine. Thank you for... Thank you for caring, quite honestly. T-Rex can run 35 miles an hour. Just thought I'd say that. <laughs> Where are you getting those, Mark? That's, a, that's perfect. We have, so we, we have Richard in the mind all the time. He just never goes away. He would say something like that right then. T-Rex run 35. All right, Richard, miss you much. All right, um, there's a huge election coming up November 5th. I say huge because the entire direction of the Commonwealth of Virginia can change. Now, some might like that. Others, like me, are looking at it and go, man, we're, we're, we're great in business. We have a relatively low-regulation state. Um, our taxes are relatively low, although I want them lower. And um, it, it's just a picture of Virginia I want you to see before you walk in November 5th. To help me do that is the Speaker of the House, Delegate Kirk Cox, joins me right now. Delegate? Scott, great to be with you, and give my regards to Richard. He's one of my favorites. Oh, well, thank you, sir. He's one of mine, too. <laughs> one of my favorite Richards. All right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, um, Wow. What? And in two weeks, a lot can change in the Commonwealth. Um, I'm concerned. I wanted to have you on for a couple of reasons. One, I want to talk about your race. But first, before we do that, can you talk about what you see would be a radical difference in the two visions? And I'm not talking only about your own race, but I'm talking about the two visions between what a Virginia would look like with the Democrats in charge and you still as the speaker. Huge difference. Uh, we're 51 and 49, as you know. I would say that we're ranked the number one state to do business. Everything that you sort of know about Virginia, I do think will change. You'll see the end of the right to work law. I think you will see a, not only a green new deal, a Reggie type of energy scheme, which will be devastating, not only for individuals, which is the most important, but for businesses. North Carolina would love for us to adopt something like that. You would watch the businesses run as fast as they could. I've always said the chamber did a report card on Republicans and Democrats, simple to understand. Average grade of Republicans A, average grade of Democrats D. They had eight Fs 
Uh, and so on the business side, I think on the social side, you know, whether you're a Second Amendment person, which is very important if you're pro-life, uh, the Kathy Tron bill, which I know you all have covered, which basically allows abortion up until birth, uh, you will see that. They're, they're all for that. It's just a radical look. I think we look much more like California very quickly. And they want it. I mean, I, I, you know, even in my district, for example, my opponent, which is amazing, has three donors in the district the last reporting period. I had 69. She raised $500,000. Not just me. You can look at Bill stuff at the beach. You can look at almost any Republican. Almost all of their money comes from out of state. They're trying to buy the election with liberal interest groups. It's a simple choice for people. And it's a, it's a scary one because, quite honestly, I have – you know, I've listened to your debate between Bynum Coleman and yourself, and I am shocked. And I, I'm not trying to to put her down, but the amount of knowledge difference between you and her is so radically different. And I'll just give an example, let you speak to this. I covered this in the last show is this four hundred million dollar taxpayer relief fund that um, that you answered. I'm going to let you answer it here again. But essentially, she has a, a, a spending wish with it. And you said, no, no, that's ta- that's the taxpayer's money. It's going back to them. You know, first of all, I think she was the question I'm not sure she was sure about. But the taxpayer relief fund is named that way for a reason. You know, we did a billion dollar tax cut. Uh, A lot of people got rebates. We raised the standard deduction. But then we set aside that additional money. Remember, a lot of this flows from the federal tax bill, which I know you know, Scott. And that is that was set aside for the taxpayers where she goes. And she, you know, sort of hemmed and hawed and then talked about spending it various different ways, and uh, and that's right in line with the governor. A lot of people forget the governor wanted to spend $1.2 billion uh, in new money that we basically refunded. A lot of people forgot that. So, you know, I, I just think that, you know, Mrs. Bottom Coleman has not seen a program she doesn't like. And she never gives, which never gives a fact on what she's going to cut or how she's going to pay for it. Uh, I think she's been pretty close to raise taxes, especially on the middle class, but that, that's just a, um, I think would be devastating for our region in Virginia. Well, and that's exactly why I was so heavy on it last show. And I mean, people need to understand how that's going to change what you just talked about with the, with the tax cuts and the way we adjusted it for the, the, the national tax would have never happened under democratic control. Never. They, they would have, we would absolutely had a, a tax increase. There's no question, and I, and I will guarantee you, if we're not elected, uh, I think you're going to see a tax increase coming because the, the wish list and promises they already have out there are impossible to pay for. Uh, and so, you know, you always have two choices. They, they never can name anything they're going to cut. And so they're going to raise taxes. I mean, I just that's what they have to do to fulfill those promises. So they're running ads, not only against you, they're running ads against every Republican that you want to cut health care, that you're not for health care um, uh, uh, portability or you're not for health care um, uh, for pre-existing conditions. This is a huge deal. They are painting a picture that's not accurate of the Republicans and hopes to win the vote. And you're seeing that in your race. Yeah, we are. The pre-existing condition we've seen everywhere, that was actually PolitiFact and was found to be false. I mean, you know, that that is just, you know, made up out of whole cloth. And what's ironic is, you know, a lot of us feel like that we need some innovation health care. And Republicans have really, you know, had, I think, some great legislation, whether it be 
a lot of we in, in the Farm Bureau, when I was at the meeting the other night, wants to do this with farmers, but allowing them, obviously, to have small business pools. Uh, there's some really interesting right-to-shop legislation. Uh, there's some great things other states have done is if you right. shop and you, you find savings, I think you're familiar with this, that you can keep part of that savings. And some states like Delaware have really realized great costs. We passed all those bills last year, and the governor vetoed them all. Uh, and so, you know, whether it be catastrophic plans for younger people to allow affordable insurance for them, I guess what's disturbing is the Democrats, it's one size fits all, it's sort of socialized medicine. And, um, you know, the innovation always comes from outside, whether it be, and frankly, across the board. And so, I mean, that's, that's fault. I mean, we, we obviously are countering that, but it's been a tough political climate in that. The teacher pay rates, for example, she said, oh. that I didn't vote for, you know, and she, of course, had the wrong cox, but not only that, she just kept running the ad for weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> and I mean, she's not she's not one of the first positive ad. Never started with one. So I mean, you got to say what you're for, and I think you do need to be more factual and detailed about exactly what you're going to do. And I've tried to do that. What is? Let me get, let you speak about your race uh, here. What is? What is happening in the race? What are you seeing on the, on the ground? Um, it's a, it's a new district for you. It's been redrawn. You, you have new constituents that, that don't know you. Uh, what's, what's it look like? I think it looks very good. I mean, a lot of people forget that I've had parts of this district before, you know, Ettrick and Matorca I had early in my career, you know, I played a lot of ball over in Ettrick. I coached over in Matorca some, uh, you know, I know a lot of people over there. The North Bird area, you know, I've also picked up, I taught at Bird at one time, I've taught at Manchester. So, okay. I mean, when people say it's new, it, it is new, but I've had parts of that district before. We've got a great reception. I mean, we're trying to be really innovative. Tomorrow we have a big fall festival over at Iron Bridge Park from 3 to 5. Oh, good. Uh, we're hoping to have four or 500 people. We've done this before. We had a big hot dog cookout in July. I had about, gosh, 350 people in 97 degrees, but... Uh, so we're just we're trying to do some fun things and, and meet and greet. Uh, as soon as I leave you, I'll be knocking doors and then go working the the Tolkien Dale football game. This we have about three thousand yard signs up. I, I encourage anybody just drive along the district if you want to know who's ahead. Good. And uh, I mean, I, I think our grassroots, our true grassroots efforts have been phenomenal. People have been great to me. I, I'm I feel very blessed. I can tell you, Scott. Yeah, I know you are, and you're you are one of without question one of my favorite speakers. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean <laughs> much more than that. <laughs> but uh, you you do a phenomenal job, and I would just encourage people who maybe listen to this for the first time, whatever it might be, to really investigate. Um, the things that make you um, uh, that keep you up at night, the things that you want to do to eliminate just the burden of government in our lives. And there's a definite difference that's going to happen if if you don't pull this out. And I know, Mr. Speaker, you have just about everyone talking about your district. It's it's a big target. Um, that's why your opponent has all this money flowing in from everywhere because to put to beat you would be big for them. And uh, the reason is because you're you're such a, a great conservative on on the ideas of government and, and quite honestly, in, in the mold of what Virginians have always been about. So thank you for that. And good luck in the race. And, and certainly let me let you um, speak to your website real quick. Let people know where to find you. Yeah, let me give you two things. If you'd like to help us, uh, please drop our office. We're right by the Boulevard in Colonial Heights, 2312 Boulevard, right next to the Bowling Alley. You can just go to KirkCox.com uh, and, and see all my information. So we'd love to have particularly people try to drop out of the office and 
knock doors with us and uh, come stuff envelopes. We have tons for you to do. So it's right on the boulevard in Colonial Heights. Great. Thank you, sir. Godspeed to you. Thank you. Yep. That's uh, Yep. Thank you, sir. That's a speaker of the house delegate, Kirk Cox. If Richard here was here, he'd say a truly great American. All right. Your phone calls next four, five, four, 1366, four, five, four, 1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Where a comedy act and a serious thought collide. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. <laughs> it's like a replay. Didn't we just do this? <laughs> All right, 454-1366. Phone lines are open, 454-1366. This is working now, right? It's going across the airwaves. 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Thanks for tuning in, listening to the Lee Brothers. Just me here, Scott Lee. Richard Lee's in the hospital recovering nicely in good spirits, texting me like crazy, telling me the show sounds horrid. His word, not mine. Um... And he'll be back here next week. Great American. Speaking of great Americans, so is Speaker Kirk Cox. And listen, on November 5th, you have a choice, a large one, of massive proportion, biblical proportions, that is, that will change the entire direction of our uh, of Commonwealth. You know, I heard Ann Colt the other day say, Virginia's lost. It's over. Forget it. Uh, that scares me. If we lose the General Assembly, it just might be from our, from our Second Amendment to uh, simple pro-life ideals. I mean, go to... Untilbirth.com. You will not believe this video. Untilbirth.com. That's the dividing line. You want to see the difference between Republicans and Democrats and what will happen if they own the General Assembly? Untilbirth.com. Or check us out at WNTW. The answer. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you right to it. You have a Green New Deal that's coming that'd be unbearable. I mean, talk about. You see what's happening in California? Let's have running blackouts because the government has imposed all these ridiculous regulations. That could be Virginia. It's very, no, I can't express to you the importance of November 5th. So um, continue to pay attention to that. Make sure you know who your House of Delegates member is, your state senator. Make sure you're buttoned up and ready to go. Uh, World Series. I am going to the World Series on Saturday. Yes, I have tickets to the World Series. Now, uh, I must say to you that it's not because um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm able to afford them. I actually had help. Very good business acquaintance of mine was able to uh, help me make that happen. So I will be at the World Series on Saturday night. And it turns out Major League Baseball is um, slightly distracted with an umpire. An umpire is being investigated by the Major League Baseball. Why? Because he said um, something about Trump. Turns out he's a Trump fan. Hashtag make America great again 2020. And so it raised the... Um, the attention of Major League Baseball, and they're looking into it. Looking into what? That he happens to be a Trump supporter? Oh, no. So you can't call balls and strikes unless you're a leftist puke? Oh, come on. Drake tweeted that he's, he's planned to buy an AR-15 rifle because there could be another civil war in America. And what's Major League Baseball going to do? Go knock on his door and say, you can't, you can't own an AR-15 in America. Yes, you can. There's the second. He's perfectly able to do that. I guess only Major League Baseball will be upset with, with, uh, you know, with the only Major League. Why, why turn to my sport or any sport that is into some political hack job to where I'm concerned about um, politics instead of just going to the, to the uh, stadium and cheering for a team? That's one thing I love about sports. It's an, it's an escape from all this crap. 
that right beside me can be a liberal and I can cheer with him with the Washington Nationals and not worry about politics. But not in today's culture, because the leftists will probably sit beside me and go, hey, I just want to know, are you a liberal conservative before I cheer with? I mean, I don't care. You want to cheer for the Nationals and be against me politically? That's fine. Let's go. Come on. Go Nats. But instead, we have to have everything political. So now Major League Baseball is concerned that umpire might be a Trump supporter. Unbelievable. All right, 454-1366. On line number one, Chief Joe from Williamsburg, welcome to the radio program. Hey, real interesting about the destiny of the Commonwealth here. First and foremost, down here in Williamsburg, we're up to our eyeballs in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York license plates. And what I'm afraid of is these people are moving down here after they've retired, but they're going to virtue signal in their votes and turn Virginia even bluer than it is now and turn it into the same tax Hades that they've left. They're not very intelligent people, and I'm <laughs> telling them, if you're listening today, why are you going to virtue signal and your vote and uh, get, come here to try to escape it and then do the same thing here? But uh, I, there's I, some hope. Yes. There is some hope. And uh, Breitbart and a few of the other sites, they're saying that a couple of Republicans are talking about breaking up the federal government, sending the various departments, agriculture, energy, all of this, out into the wilderness, out into the real world, setting them in different states. And if we can break up uh, and disillusion or break up the power structure in northern Virginia, we might have a chance to govern this commonwealth again. I hope you're right on that. And let me just answer, Chief Joe, why I think that you have people who come here from other states and still vote Democrat. See, the left has always had a view that the only reason communism and socialism hasn't worked is not because it's inherently flawed. It's because the wrong people have tried it. So I want you to be in the leftist mentality. They come here and they think, well, the policies aren't wrong. It's just up in New York and these other places, the wrong people were doing it. So these people are inherently liberal. So they come here with these liberal utopia ideas and they actually think they work. It's just that they weren't tried correctly. That is why they always vote that way. And you may have stated it, and I don't want to repeat it other than to make I guess the same point, you said they're, they're not very smart and they're just liberals. They're just liberals. And that's the first problem. They vote that way because it's just the right people haven't tried communism and socialism yet. It works. They think it works when we know it doesn't. By the way, great lead in chief Joe to what's next. You will not believe what happened to Mark Zuckerberg. He's a leftist who got beat up by a bunch of leftist kings and queens in D.C. It's the most astonishing, the most crazy clip you'll hear. I can't wait to share it with you and your phone calls next. 454-1366. 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Richmond's conservative compass. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Interesting ball music. Trump has ordered the federal agencies to drop New York Times and the Washington Post subscriptions. Now, that is fantastic. That's simply fantastic. There's nothing. And by the way, the, the press is going crazy. People are going crazy. How dare him? Why, why are federal agencies subscribing to any newspapers at all? Can't people personally get those? Is there a reason why? It's saving the taxpayer dollars. He's not doing anything outside his tyrannical viewpoint. It's interesting how the left looks at Trump. He's a tyrant. Really? 
He dissolves everything out of the out of the uh, federal government. He wants more state control, more people control, and you call him a tyrant because he's stupidity. <laughs> exactly. All right, coming up. Got to hear Zuckerberg. You got to hear this. A private company goes in front of kings and queens and is mocked, impugned, attacked by these elitists, Democrats. This is the greatest example of what's wrong with our with our entire government system and why Madison had it right. The government gets too big. It gets dangerous. I can't wait to share it with you. Don't go anywhere. And ghosts, are they real? We've got uh, a ghost tours are going to join us to tell us that, in fact, they are, and they've seen them. So check us out at WNTWTheAnswer.com, WNTWTheAnswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you to our page. Untilbirth.com, you'll see that as a left violent, you won't believe it, and evolution the lie. WNTWTheAnswer.com, click on the Lee Brothers. 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. You blockhead. The government is us, and we're, we're doing things right. The stupidity. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. Wow, wow, wow. She's got tremendous hatred. <laughs> so uh, Halloween has been canceled by some schools in the, uh, in the country, and you know why. Come on, can't have Halloween anymore. Are ghosts real? Are there ghosts in Richmond? We'll discuss that at 535 with the help of Haunted Enrichment Tours. Zuckerberg, that is Facebook for those who don't know, attacked by his own leftist elites. Kind of fun, but very dangerous. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. The silence you hear is my co-host, my friend and my brother, Richard Lee, who is not here. On I this. want jelly bean. <laughs> was that a ghost? No. Uh, that was, uh, was Richard Lee. Uh, he's in the hospital. He's recovering. He's been texting me the whole show going, your show sucks without me. I actually agree. Tremendously um, miss him uh, greatly. And of course, uh, we covet your prayers. The good news here is that Richard is in re- full recovery and um, he is uh, just in, a, in, a, in, you know, after surgery, they hope, you know, when they when they cut on you, it, it, it can have some ramifications. So Richard's trying to get better. The They are holding him for a few more days to um, to uh, ensure that. And I said, you know what? Good, Richard, for the love of God, man, get it fixed over there. And let's uh, let's make sure you're healthy before you come back here. And uh, we need you that way, my brother, my friend. And uh, we covet your prayers. And Richard's a phenomenal human being. You know, the thing about Richard is I never heard him complain about anything. You know, you know, Mark, have you noticed? I mean, the guy's unbelievable. And then I complain and I look over at Richard and he's just staring at me. I'm like, what am I complaining? You're right. It's not even... Not even worth it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. Phone lines are open. 454-1366-454-1366 into 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW on this Friday afternoon. Um, in a lot of ways, I enjoyed this. Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook being drawn uh, and, and summoned into a committee hearing in the Capitol 
of our of our nation. And sometimes, as I refer to a far off land surrounded by a beltway run by kings and queens. These are Mark Zuckerberg's people, man. This is the way this guy thinks. He is a leftist through and through. He's a big government elitist himself. And to see, I actually felt bad for the guy. Here he is sitting in front of these people and they're berating him. I'm about to play for you a clip that should make everyone in this country be very fearful of a government that's this powerful. Who are these people? How dare they talk to a citizen of the country like this? How dare you summon somebody who is really an entrepreneur who created a product that people freely participate in called Facebook? You don't have to. You don't have to participate in Facebook. And yet we have congressmen who are berating him, who have never held a job who have never met a payroll, who've never created a single thing, who done nothing but cause problems in America, not solutions. Congressman Beatty is her name. She's from Ohio. And you must hear how she talks to Mark Zuckerberg, who is supposed to be a leftist puke with her. Thank you. The gentlewoman from Ohio, Mrs. Beatty, who's also the chair for the subcommittee on diversity and inclusion. Hang on, hang on, hang on just a second. Can I just stop it? What's the, how'd they open up here? Thank you. The gentlewoman from Ohio. Gentlewoman. That's not even a word. I am so sick of this PC. Gentlewoman. It's ladies and gentlemen. I I tell you what, we've completely lost it. And it's also uh, chairman is a generic term. It means both women and men. But now we have to have chairwoman. Congressman meant both. It was man. It was male or female. Now it's congresswoman. But gentlewoman. That doesn't even make sense. This is how screwed up our culture is and how screwed up Washington, D.C. is. Gentlewoman. That's how it starts. Can't even get past the first few words. Let me try again. Thank you. The gentlewoman from Ohio, Mrs. Beatty, who's also the chair for the subcommittee on diversity and inclusion. Oh, goody. The chair of diversity and inclusion. Let me just start off by saying what you're about to hear is a bunch of racist dribble. Anytime there's a chairman of, of, of diversity and inclusion, don't think of that as positive. Oh, oh you, you don't believe? Okay, I'm sorry. Let's listen to, to my evidence. Recognize for five minutes. Thank you, Chairwoman, Chairwoman Waters. Diversity and inclusion is very important to me. No, it is not. It's very important to you. No one else. No one else cares about it. You see, that's why we need you as a chairman of diversity and inclusion. It's just, I can't stand this stuff. I'm sorry. Here we go. Diversity and inclusion is very important to me, and it's personal for me. I've been here before with uh, Facebook about the lack of diversity and inclusion. And thank God there's a government agency to bring in a private company that's worried about diversion or diverse diversion, diversity and inclusion and Facebook. Who are you? You're from Congresswoman from Ohio. Who the hell cares? I don't who who are you to tell Facebook about anything? It, it's it's it should anger everyone listening. How how dare you bring them in? Oh, I'm concerned about your diversity and inclusion. So what? 
All you are is a congressman. That's it. You can't control what what Zuckerberg does in his private company or anyone else for that matter. Or or is there some who think there should? Is there anyone out there who thinks a congressman should can control what goes on in a private business? <laughs> yes, there is. And we already do it. Our entire country is about making rules that private companies can do and not do. Anyway, please, please continue. Congresswoman Beatty. Diversity and inclusion. I've discussed this repeatedly with your company over the past years. I'm vice chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. And the Congressional Black Caucus, for the record, has had multiple meetings with your company. And here we are again. Mm. Uh, Facebook has more than 46 billion dollars on record in cash or cash equivalents and marketable securities. Are any of these funds managed by diverse owned companies? Yes or no? Uh, yes or no? Congresswoman. Yes or no? I, I don't, I don't believe. So I take that as a no. You have a stable. Pissed off yet? Oh, it's just starting. That's not very friendly. Uh, it's actually very tyrannical. How dare you speak to him? I, I, after this, when you hear this entire clip, I don't know how he sat there and took this. The most condescending, arrogant, talk down to me king and queens sitting above me in some committee room yelling at me like that? Tell me how diverse your company, how many in your asset management company are minorities? Well, actually, uh, Congresswoman Beatty, we hire people on skill this is 2020 and 2019. We don't look at the color of people's skin. I know you do. You're the racist. You're the one who points these things out. So Mark Zuckerberg's evil because he doesn't have any diversity in his asset management company. This gets worse. Listen to this. Are any of these funds managed by diverse-owned companies? Yes or no? Uh, yes or no? Congresswoman, yes or no? I, I don't. I don't believe. So I take that as a no. You have a stable of big law firms that work on your legal cases around the country. How many diverse-owned or women-owned law firms are contracted by Facebook? Number. Just give me a number or range. Congresswoman, I don't know. I take that as I don't know. How many women or minority partners work on these cases? Congresswoman, I don't know the answer to that okay. question off the top so of my head. But did I'm you review the pack? Are you kidding me? How dare you? Yeah, people want, these people have more power? You vote for Democrats to give them more power? This is what you want from our government? How, how dare you talk to a citizen like this? The only, the only solace I have in this is this is Mike, Mark Zuckerberg's people. I mean, he's a big leftist guy. He had to love government being this powerful to talk down to you. You won't believe the rest of this. It's after the break. You'll hear the rest of it and your phone calls. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM at 820 WNTW. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Yes or no? No. I, I, will, sorry, take, I will take that as a yes. This is disgusting. You know, I joke around and call these people kings and queens, but they really think they are. They're in Washington, D.C. as and looking down at you as a serf and a peasant. They pat you on the head. They scold other people. They have the power to regulate, confiscate. It's tyrannical. And now this Congressman Beatty from Ohio has Mark Zuckerberg on the stand, on the witness stand, and beats him up, berates him, treats him like a child. 
and America cheers this, this ought to make America disgusted. In fact, it ought to. It ought to remind you on why Madison said this government is limited. It ought to remind you why we have the Ninth and Tenth Amendments and why we have Article 1, Section 8 that enumerates the power of these whack people. Somehow, there's someone in some liberal archive, um, um, enclave somewhere saying, oh, goody, beat up Facebook. And not one time does anyone say, holy crap, this is awful. How can you talk to a citizen this way? That's it. They cannot question. Of course they can bring him in. How about some respect? How about some respect for this, this citizen who is actually supposed to be more powerful than you, Congressman? All right, here's, here's the rest of this clip. It is, it's just, it's disgusting. Uh, yes or no? Congresswoman. Yes or no? I, I, don't, I don't believe. So I take that as a no. You have a stable of big law firms that work on your legal cases around the country. How many diverse-owned or women-owned law firms are contracted by Facebook? Number. Facebook. Just give me a number or range. Congresswoman, I don't know. I take that as I don't know. How many women or minority partners work on these cases? Congresswoman, I don't know the answer to that. Okay, so did you review the packet? Let my time. Did you review the packet? You arrogant son of... I don't know how he sits there and takes this. My time. Wait, did you ask me a question or did you not? So you can ask me a question, but I can't answer it. And you scream my time at me? This. She's a disgusting human being. Let my time. Did you review the packet that went out in notification to you and your team about what was included today and diverse asset management was in it? Did you read that? Uh, Congresswoman, I, I there's a piece went. of legislation that I'm working on that was in the packet. Did you or your team review it? I mean, uh, everybody's talked about your scholarly resume. Did you review the packet that was sent one? to you from this committee? Obviously, that's a no. How could you not know when you have employed the most historical, the largest civil rights firm to deal with issues that are major? And and this is what's so frustrating to me. Yeah, me too. It's almost like you think this is a joke. It is a joke. When you have ruined the lives of many people, discriminated against them. Do you know what percentage? Hang on a second. Facebook's ruining lives? Well, I know how, but that's not what she's talking about. So now Zuckerberg is ruining lives. I'll tell you what, then, if they're ruining lives, give me a law that bans Facebook. Destroy them, Congressman, Congresswoman. Destroy them as a company. Use the power of the federal government, kind of like Thor and his hammer, shove it on the table and destroy Facebook if they're destroying lives. Come on, where's your courage? Where's the get rid of Facebook bill? I want it of many people discriminated against them. Do you know what percentage of African-Americans are on Facebook? Wow, what a question. Uh, Let's see. Before we let him answer, which he doesn't get to, she berates him. The percentage of African-Americans on Facebook. Uh, If I was him, he he gets this because it doesn't measure that. Uh, Anybody can get on Facebook. Is there some algorithm that I'm missing that asks if you're black, you can't get on? This is the most asinine. I'm really, this is crazy, people. This is, this is really nuts. All right, so let's find out how he answers the question, shall we? Do you know what percentage of African Americans are on Facebook in comparison to majority folks? Do you know what the percentages are? Majority folk. and Percentage of majority folk. I want, the, the, this question is so... It's so offensive. I don't even know where we've come as a country. This is a sitting congressman. 
that literally is berating Mark Zuckerberg for with the color of the skin of the people on his Facebook page. I mean, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Why, why is it this woman run out of run out of there? In comparison to majority folks, do you know what the percentages are? People using the Facebook. Yes. Page. Do you know what the percentages are for African Americans? I don't because we don't collect the racism. Well, it, 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 it came out in a report and in the Pew Research uh, Center that was sent to you. So maybe you just don't read a lot of things that deal with civil rights or African-Americans. Wow. That is the most. Uh, I can't even believe he could sit there and take that. You, you don't even read about African-Americans. You don't even read about them. You're so stupid. We're told you're smart, but you're an idiot. That's essentially how she's talking to this guy. Now, look, I've got problems with Facebook. I don't particularly like Facebook. I think they do all kinds of things. I think they actually are, are a bunch of leftists. And it's just interesting to me that this is the party he likes that's berating him. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish this on my enemy. I mean, if, if, if the government wants to regulate Facebook, I guess they can. They have the power beyond all means we've ever thought they could. Madison would be shocked at the power this federal government has. But I guess it's gotten, it's gotten worse, right? I mean, can England really applaud this? What country are we in? Is this a communist dictatorship that can bring a citizen in and berate them like this? I mean, Mark Zuckerberg looked like a deer in headlights. He's trying to answer, and she's just, she's brutal. In my mind, she's a disgusting person because she has power. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. The founders had this right. You can't give people power like this. Does, it's just unreal how it even ends. It continued. I have a lot of questions I'm going to send to you that oh, I'm good. not going to be able to get through. And I would like an answer because this is appalling and disgusting to me. And I yield back. Yeah, it's it's appalling. It's disgusting to freedom. It's appalling. It's disgusting that somehow in our country we move so far from our founding principles that you can talk to someone like that. How could you berate a citizen? Because someone voted you to be a congressman? You feel like you're empowered over the serfs and peasants? This entire thing is upside down. This should be stopped. Make me king for a day, and it would. But that would be against the very ideals of the founders. But it seems like the left doesn't care about that. The left cheers this. And Mark Zuckerberg, being a big leftist, I wonder if he's cheering it today. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. What do you think of this? Is this maddening to you also? 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Well, holy smoke, you have to be so negative about it. Simple facts, persuasive arguments, and common sense, like Thomas Paine. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Look, I can only conclude based upon Congressman Betty from Ohio, that Mark Zuckerberg's a racist. He's an absolute racist. He hates black people. Look at his Facebook. He's zero diversity, accordingly to this woman. Insane. We have got to get a grip on this racist conversation. For example, here in Virginia, there's a task force that's looking into 
Um, American African American women in Virginia die within a year of giving birth at a rate more than twice of white women. Okay, what does that mean? Does that mean there's some sort of racist thing going on in our medical system in Virginia? One woman was wanted to give birth at University of Virginia because it's her home place, is where she worked. But she also thought about her skin color. She said, "Quote: If I were to go to another hospital in labor, they don't know who I am." An implicit bias might come in. It's sad that I had to consider it. What? DeShazer, our deputy secretary of the Commonwealth, said this. There's increasing evidence that chronic stress of racism actually impacts health prior to pregnancy. Wow. So there's there's actually racism in mothers giving birth in Virginia. I did not know that. Wow. All right, coming up. Ghosts. Let's change the topic. Ghosts. Are they in Virginia? Is there a tour I can go on to see them? There just might be. That is next. Check us out at WNTWTheAnswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to our page. The Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Everybody thinks I'm mad. Richmond's Conservative Compass. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, the Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Richard Lee is not here. He's in the hospital. He's recovering from surgery. We cover your prayers for him as the uh, Lee household is um, always concerned about Richard, but he is an amazing human being and recovering nicely. should be here. Uh, next week for the radio program, as he is, uh, there's few people who are more passionate about the causes of liberty and freedom than Richard Lee. And there's very few people who are more passionate about ghosts than Richard Lee, which I know he hates that he's missing this segment. I, I am, um, I'm a huge non-believer in ghosts. I, 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 I've never seen one. I, uh, I'm not looking to see one, by the way, either. And I'm not interested in trying to put myself in a position to see one, <laughs> quite honestly. It just doesn't appeal to me. And it actually quite scares me quite, and, you know, I'm going to curl up in the fetal position and cry like a child. And I would, I would rather, uh, I'd rather just go door to door, ring the doorbell, have trick or treats and, uh, and see people dressed up as politicians that I'm not a fan of. I mean, I, to me, that's more Halloweenish than real ghost stories. Uh, but there are apparently real ghost stories. There's a group called Haunts of Richmond that actually takes you on a tour of these places that uh, you can be scared out of your mind. And um, if you're into that kind of thing. Can you hold on one second? I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm slightly, slightly uncomfortable here. Uh, Joining me right now from Haunts of Richmond is uh, Chris Houlihan uh, is the owner. Hey, Chris. Hi, how are you doing? And uh, as a matter of fact, I actually have Beth Houlihan here with me as well. We uh, own the business together. Hello. Hey, Beth. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining me here. Um, Richard is dying on this segment. He'd love to be here with us. But OK. All right. So let me let me just um, before I let you speak to to the tours and your success, especially this time of year, I'm, I'm guessing that this time of year is a boom for you, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the tours are uh, going um, you know, just about every night through uh, actually the first weekend of November. It's a very, very busy time of year for us. And uh, 
typically uh, tours are selling out. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very right. good time. So let me just – can I just ask the most obvious of questions right out of the gate here? Have you actually ever seen a ghost on a tour? Yes. What? And, and, <laughs> and for me, no. Uh, some people are more sensitive to uh, the, uh, the the paranormal than others. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, All right, Chris, yeah. I want you to be quiet for a second. I want to talk to Beth. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Beth, you said yeah. yes to that. Uh, yeah, we've actually gotten photographic evidence from some of our guests on the tours of shadow figures behind myself and other uh, uh, guides. Uh, there's a, one spot in particular where. Uh, one of the ghosts really likes to tap on my shoulder while I'm talking about it. Stop. Yep. Stop right now. You've been <laughs> tapped on. No, no. Have you. Okay. Have you been. Have you felt the tap? Yes, I have. And I've actually been bruised. All right. I don't even know what to. I, I don't. Even, <laughs> are you, oh, wait a minute. You've been bruised by a ghost. that's tapped you so hard. Yes. Now, it, how like are you even true. speaking right now? I'm serious. I would be completely freaked out out of my mind. But you seem to be perfectly fine and almost sound like you're a normal person. Yeah, I hope I'm a normal person. Um, but I've actually been having experiences since I was six. So it's kind of an everyday normal thing for me. It doesn't happen every day, but I'm used to it. So that's what Chris means when some are more susceptible to the paranormal, as I think is the word you use, Chris. Is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So what? Wh why do you think, Beth, you're more more paranormal? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I more yeah, concerned? what's wrong with you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it varies from person to person. Some people just can feel the changes in energies, and that's one thing that I can do. I can, I can tell when an energy is off from its normal level. Uh, but the other thing, too, is I'm actually a CPR survivor. When I was six years old, I had a seizure and a high fever, and it stopped my heart, and I was brought back with CPR. Wow. And it was af after that is when I started to see things and feel things. Wow. And that, is that the, um, is that kind of what got you, you guys into this? Did you get started this because you, you have this sense, you are able to actually take people on tours and stir up the paranormal? I actually don't try to stir them up because uh, that tends to have bad things happen when you do that. Um, okay. But, I'm, uh, that freaked me out, but continue. I'll, <laughs> I'll ask you that in a second, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always been able to sense uh, where things are and I've always loved a good spooky story. I'm yeah. a kid who wanted to tell you a story around the campfire and freak you out. Yeah. Um, and I've loved that. Now, the funny thing is, is I hate horror movies, but Chris loves them. So I don't like to necessarily be scared out of my mind. I like doing the scaring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So that, that brings up this question I have for you. Have you ever been scared? Of... I have. <laughs> Chris, you have not, you're not talking here. Um, <laughs> I, I just haven't had the same paranormal experiences. Uh, I just, I have a reason to believe because it's not just Beth, but I know numerous perfectly sane, reasonable people who have had experiences like this, and they don't hesitate to talk about it. And I just know so many of them at this point that I, it's hard to discount the repeated, di very different testimony right. from so many different people. So we're talking with Beth, uh, with Beth and Chris Houlihan from Haunts of Richmond. And, and Beth, you just mentioned that you had been in a position where you were actually scared. Was that on one of the tours, or is that something different? Uh, actually, that was before I got involved with the, the company. Um, we uh, moved here 15 years ago, and I was uh, originally an English teacher when I moved here. I now do the company full-time. Uh, but I went to the Poe Museum on one of their unhappy hour nights. 
and uh, it was in the memorial building, and I got the feeling like somebody's watching you. You know, the, the horror film moment where you just are oh screaming. My gosh. <laughs> yeah, when, when somebody's screaming at you, don't open the door. It's that feeling. Uh, and I got very uncomfortable in the building. Uh, when I walked outside of the building, I happened to look down at my arms, and I had fingertip bruises like somebody had been poking at me. Now, I also do paranormal investigations, so the first thing I did is I tried to debunk this. I'm like, had I done anything that day where I could have bruised myself? Right. And I had. I had been building sets for a musical at the high school, and I was like, okay, well, let's come back the following month to the next unhappy hour. Let's see if I can recreate this. This is why I say don't ask for it, don't stir it up. Uh, so um, we went back the next month. We were participating in the uh, scavenger hunt that was happening as part of the event that evening. Ended up in the same building. Now, I did check my arms this time before I went into the building. I didn't have any bruises. Uh, ended up in the same location I was before. Got that edgy feeling. I ended up finding this, uh, the clue there. Wrote it down, told Chris I had the clue, and said, let's get out of the building. This time when I walked out of the building, I actually had a full arm, uh, handprint on my arm. And so that scared me. It was like something was trying to bounce me out of the building. I am, uh, I am, I don't even, I don't even know, I don't even know what to say to this. This is, this is unbelievable. But you said you had a yeah. clue, a clue to what? Uh, well, we were, um, it was like a clue to the next um, spot that we needed to go to in the scavenger. Oh, 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 okay. It had yeah. nothing to do with the, with the. Okay. No, nothing to do Got with it. the. Okay. Uh, now, after that, I stopped going in the building, uh, that part of the building, uh, for a couple of years. You, it was eight years before you went well, back no, in I, there. Well, no, I went in there one more time before that. Uh, okay. Um, well, you've been back, though. I'd never, ever go back. I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a glutton for punishment some days. Um, but after I had the, the arm print or the handprint on my arm, I actually got the job as a tour guide with the company. And um, another one of our guys got a director of education position at the Poe Museum, and she invited me up to a space where there's a lot of activity that we talk about on our tours. And I reluctantly, but I agreed to go up and check out the space and bring, uh, bring my digital voice recorder and, uh, you know, try to test some of the things that are happening in our stories. Well, while I was up there and I was testing these things, I started to get that feeling again, and I was like, i got to get out of this building. It doesn't like me. Uh, and I started walking down the stairs, and I felt like somebody was pushing down on my shoulders as I was walking down the stairs. When we got outside the building, I asked her to actually look underneath my collar, uh, and I had handprints on my shoulders from where I was feeling the pressure. It was after that that I stopped going in the building <laughs> for nine years. Um, how do you how do you sleep at night? <laughs> this, is un- this is unbelievable. All right, so let me ask you about your tours. Give me an opportunity to talk about your company a little bit. Haunts of Richmond. Do you take people? Obviously, you, people contact you and say we would like a haunted tour, and you take them where? I mean, you 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 have these places you picked out apparently, and 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 does that how it works? Yeah, basically, uh, we have four tours that we offer in downtown right now. As a matter of fact. Um, we do tours in Chaco Bottom, Church Hill, Capitol Hill, and then over around the Jefferson Hotel. And the locations that we pick are basically just, uh, they're based on local folklore. Right. Um, ghost stories have been getting told around the city for, you know, over a century at this point. And uh, there's so many stories to share that we've just gone ahead. We've done research. So many books have been written on it. Sure. And a lot of material. We go ahead. We 
compile the material into um, what we can put together as a coherent walking tour. And, um, so, like on the right side of the aircraft, you'll see a ghost have I mean, something like that. I mean, look yeah. out of the right side of the bus, and you'll and this is where we see ghosts a lot. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And the stories that we tell, we always try to tell stories that we can tie into the history as well. We we don't want to just say, oh, this house has things that go bump in the night. We right. like to be able to tell a story that you can tie into sure. the history. Of the sure, that that absolutely makes sense. Do you you know like sometimes when I go either quail hunting or even deer hunting, they promise me that I'll see a deer or a quail. Any such promises from the ghost guys? Absolutely not. The ghosts aren't on the payroll. <laughs> so we, we can't promise anybody that they're going to see ghosts on any given night. It does, as best as, it does happen sometimes. Uh, but We have spots that are hotter than normal, as we like to say, where we tend to get a little more um, shadow activity or orb activity. But we can't guarantee it every single tour i would just say this if i'm running if i'm going to go on a tour with you beth i want you giving the tour <laughs> you seem to have a lot of activity around you i would have a better shot of seeing a ghost if, if you were there um having a sense of it yeah i understand you can't pro can't believe i'm having this conversation i, I understand <laughs> i understand that you can't promise to see a ghost but you're saying that there's been tours where everyone with you saw the ghost together or was just only certain people saw it uh, the only certain people we have um, ones who are we a we actually encourage you to take photographs while you're out on the tour, and we tell people take them um, you know multiple ones in a row because that's usually when you get a better chance of catching something. It's one of the paranormal hunting techniques. It's a trick. That's yeah. how you catch them on there. They don't know that uh, we take multiple pictures, so that's good. <laughs> All right, so let me give you an opportunity here just to, to to what's the website for you, and how can people get a hold of you and and participate in these tours. So the website is hauntofrichmond.com. Uh, you can go on there, and there is a buy ticket link, and it'll take you to our uh, full schedule of what we have offered right now. And uh, at this point, we have tours scheduled uh, very frequently all the way through Thanksgiving weekend, uh, but we do operate all year round. So uh, there will be a very brief break between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but other than that, we'll be coming back right about Christmas time with tours on the weekends, and uh, uh, then we're always available to do private tours. So uh, if you want to do a private tour, you just uh, you can find uh, an email link uh, to drop us a note or give us a call on our website. Again, that was hauntsofrichmond.com. So I'm a... Uh I, I'm a little weak on this. You probably will not see me on your tours. Beth, I love you, but I probably, <laughs> probably will not be participating in this. I can't imagine. But anyway, good luck to you in your season and uh, good ghost hunting, I would, I would say. And thanks for your time here. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. You appreciate it. That's Beth and Chris Houlihan from Haunts of Richmond. And if Richard is here, he would say truly great ghost hunters and Americans. All right, your phone call's next. Do you believe this stuff? Are there ghosts out there? Have you seen them? I want to know. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Tired of talk show hosts that think they know everything? Call Scott and Richard Lee, the Lee Brothers, on 820 WNTW. Reminds me a little bit of the story of the man that took his young son-in-law out and was going to introduce him to golf and told him all that he had to do and teed up the ball and the kid took a swing and he missed the golf ball entirely but hit a ant's nest there and into the air and so 
lined up and took a crack at it and again hit another gouge out of the ant's nest and now there were ants flying all the way through the air and as he lined up for the third try two ants peeked out of the crater that he left and one of them said if we want to survive this we better get on the ball scared out of my mind here quite honestly is there are there people who really want to see a ghost I mean, who signs up for these tours and goes, I can't, I hope we see a ghost. Wouldn't that be so cool? No, they wouldn't be. It's like there's something about the paranormal, the spiritual world, which, by the way, I believe the spiritual world is absolutely real. Um, that, that makes me nervous. You know, I, I think there's a time and place for that. And I'd rather be on the side of God when I find it. Um, but right now, uh, this side of heaven, uh, it's a little spooky. Um, and the whole ghost thing, it's just, I, you know, I've never seen one, felt one. Th- this one's touching this woman, actually grabbing her. Ugh. Man, I don't, I don't know. Really, really hard to believe. 454-1366, 454-1366. Yeah, that's the number. Trey from Midlothian, welcome to the Lee Brothers program. Hey, Trey. I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, you you're Trey. I'm Scott. Got it. No, I know. <laughs> pull my car in the driveway. No, listen. This is the way I've always thought about that, okay? If there are uh, afterlife or spiritual or whatever, if they're here now, they've always been here. And have they ever harmed anybody? And that's why people, I don't know why people think that they're going to harm you. So I just. Well, well, now hang on a second. I mean, they could actually, well, according to, I'm, I'm no expert here, obviously, but I according heard, to, I, according to Beth, they can actually bruise you. Um, okay. I'll take that with a grain of salt. Okay. But like I say, if they, if they are, if it does happen, uh, they, if they're here now, they've always been here. So they're Casper, so, the friendly ghost, is what you're saying to me. Well, I guess you could call it that. I mean, I don't. I have not heard of anybody that's ever been harmed outside of your current guest. <laughs> okay, Trey, what's your experience with ghosts here? Have you seen one? Have you been? Have, have you? You're just telling me you believe in them. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of ambivalent on that. And that's why I take the attitude I have is that, well, yes, if they do exist, that's okay. But then again, if they were, if they're here now, they've been here forever. And how many people have Got ever it. been? Okay. Home? So you're telling but, me my fears are, are not justified. If they're, even if they're real, I shouldn't be afraid of them. I'm not. I'm okay. Not. All right. Well, you know, anything. Uh, okay. All right, Trey. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Good information. Scott, don't be afraid, you wimp. Come on, man. I've seen enough movies to put me over the top on this. Here's the good news. I don't think they're real, so I don't need to worry about it. No, I can hear Richard right now screaming at me. 454-1366, 454-1366. Have you seen a ghost? Um, would you go on these tours? I, I wish I'd ask Trey that. I, I guess Trey would go on the tour. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big, even going to the haunted house things that they pop up on Halloween. I just, I'm not even into that much, but there is a list of the top 10 haunted places in the Richmond area. And number one on that list, number one, apparently if you go here, look out, it's bird park pump house. Now I didn't, didn't even know there was 
pump house there. But Bird Park is uh, supposed to be the most haunted place in the area. Hollywood Cemetery. Now that, it's almost like if you were in the, the ghost believing business, that's where they would hang out. I mean, Hollywood Cemetery, what do they got? All these generals, they got like 25 Civil War generals buried there. There's, there's two United States presidents buried there. And, um, and, and I think Jefferson Davis is buried there. So, uh, man, talk about old. That's, if you're a ghost, you're hanging out there. Wouldn't you think so, Mark? I mean, wouldn't you hang out at the Hollywood Cemetery? And so on Halloween, go there. You'll be, you'll be. Now, here's another one I, I did not. I think I heard rumors of the Bird Theater being haunted. Um, but I did not, uh, I, I did not know people go there. I mean, have they ever seen, have anyone ever seen four, five, four, 13, 66. You ever seen anything at bird theater other than a horrible play? Okay. Uh, Ed, Ed, Edgar Allan Poe's museum. Apparently this is very, I've heard this is haunted. Um, but what is haunted really? It's all in the mind. Beth, Beth from haunts of Richmond tours. She could tell you. She's got the vibe. She can feel these things. Apparently, there's two ghosts of little children in the uh, Edgar Allan Poe Museum. He freaked me out anyway. I couldn't even go there because I'm not a really big fan of his. Anyway, uh, Cold Harbor Battlefield Park is on this list. That makes sense, obviously. Um, now, m- most people don't know this. I've actually talked to, was it Bob McDonald? I forget who I was talking to on this. One of our governors. The Virginia governor's mansion's haunted. And I, I, someone was telling me, I don't remember, Mark, and heck, we've been on the air here 17 years. We've talked to a few different governors. Um, it's one of the, the, the oldest governor's mansions in the United States. In fact, I think it is the oldest. I'm not mistaken. So I, you know, I guess if, if age has anything to do with it, the older it is, the more chance that it's got ghosts in it. Do you know Julep's has, is Julep's is on here. That's the restaurant in Richmond. Supposed to be. Haunted, good place to go. Waverly House, um, Tuckahoe Plantation. Those are those are uh, some of the top places to be scared out of your mind in the Commonwealth of Virginia. All right, your phone calls next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Price check on prune juice, Bob. Price check on prune juice. Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Well, that's a wrap, and I guess it's a uh, Halloween Christmas candy wrap if Richard were here. Richard, missed you this, this show, and of course, we'll have you back as you exit the hospital today. You'll be back next week. All right, hey, check us out at WNTWTheAnswer.com, WNTWTheAnswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you to our page. Untilbirth.com is there. Uh, Share this with everybody. The election, November 5th, will be um, critical. And when you see that, Untilbirth.com, you'll understand why. Is the left violent? And evolution is a lie. It is. WNTWTheAnswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you directly there. There is uh, Halloween is being canceled in certain schools in Illinois and California. It's just not inclusive. How things have changed. It just used to be just a Halloween party, and now people are offended, and we have to stop it. One school district said, as part of our school and district-wide commitment to equity, we are focused on building community and creating an inclusive, welcoming environment. It's just Halloween. That's all it is. Simple Halloween, not that big a deal. Relax, people. You can have Halloween in school. It's just, it's fun. Give the kids a break. Hey, if you love freedom, you love liberty, 
and you're like the cause, as Washington used to say, join us here every Friday from three to, or from four to six. Every Friday here, four to six, and every Saturday and Sunday, eight to ten, right here on ninety-two point seven FM and eight twenty. WNTW. Nip it in the bud. You're despicable. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, by... God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.